oracle soup. Dishing up tasty morsels of tarot wisdom and other oracular tidbits with your hosts, Katrina Wynn and Gina Thies. Two saucy sisters broadcasting from the magnificent Oregon coast and from deep in the heart of Texas. And inviting your questions about tarot, oracles, counseling skills, reading advice, and more. Be sure to visit our website at oraclesoup.org to listen to our podcast archive. You can also visit us on Facebook and like our Oracle Soup page, where you can share your wisdom and request for Oracle Soup topics. Soup is hot now, and it's ready to be served. Welcome to Kitchen Table Conversations on Oracle Soup. I'm Katrina with Gina Thies, and we had a delightful conversation with one of my favorite people, a very inspiring person in the tarot world, Dr. Art or Arthur Rosengarten, best known for his book, Tarot in Psychology. And he's just an amazing guy, isn't he, Gina? He teaches, he writes, he even created his own deck, didn't he? He certainly has. Uh, Art Rosengarten has uh, is an actual licensed psychologist, and also he's a terrorist. <laughs> uh, that's always so difficult to say. Um, that has published a very groundbreaking, I would say, book, Tarot and Psychology, Spectrums of Possibility, and uh, as well as the, the tarot deck, the Tarot of the Nine Paths. Advanced Tarot for the Spiritual Traveler, which I love. I've gotten to know Dr. Rosengarten uh, over a few conferences that he's presented at, uh, BATS and the TarotCon in Dallas. A very, very knowledgeable and wonderful individual. Um, he has an interesting process in reading, and uh, I would call him, you know, one of the uh, pioneers of tarot and psychology. I just it's so much enjoyed talking to him because it was like someone who understood my language because, you know, I come from that tarot and counseling background and is actually trained in as a psychotherapist. So our backgrounds and our even our approach sometimes to the tarot definitely overlap. And so it's a, it's a really great conversation that we're having at the kitchen table. And I know you're going to enjoy it. I've also very much uh, had the wonderful privilege of presenting with him back in 2012 at the American Cultural Association gathering in Boston and um, in Massachusetts. If you ever get a chance to study with him, do so. Uh, what he touches upon is many of the things I, I really get very uh, excited about, like working with sand play, working with the dream realm, working with trance states, and using Thoreau in a very therapeutic way to where a person has that opportunity to heal from the inside out by projecting their characters, their issues, their difficulties, their challenges out onto the cards or in sand play as he does in his practice with his figurines. So why don't you sit back, relax, enjoy, grab your cup of tea, and when we're done, feel free to scroll down to the bottom of our Facebook page or 
especially our oraclesoup.org page for links to where you can find more information about Art Rosengarten. He will be presenting at the 2015 Tarot in Psychology Conference hosted by the Tarot School that's uh, in April, the pre-conference conference as I call it, that's going to be Thursday, uh, the Thursday of that weekend. So I'm very excited about listening to what he has to say and what he's presenting. So delighted that he was able to share time with the Oracle Soup Sisters at our kitchen table. So we're going to pull up our chairs and get a uh, warm bowl of goodness. (laughs) (laughs) I'm ready. (laughs) I am too. So this will be fantastic. Welcome back. Here we are at the Oracle Soup Roundtable for another round of wonderful, delicious, and nutritional conversation. And this is Katrina Wynn with my sister, Gina Thies, in the kitchen. And boy, are we getting on gas today. This is one of our favorite topics, and we have the wonderful Arthur Rosengarden sitting with us. We're talking about psychology and tarot. Yes, this is um, someone that is, I'm really honored to have you here, Art, and uh, looking forward to this this topic. This is going to be good. This one's going to have a little little grit to it, for sure. You know, not only is it gritty, but it's a little gravelly, too, because, you know, when I look at Art over here, and I think about how long I've known him and respected him in the Tarot community, can't help but think what, that we're kind of like coming into this sense of being the sages or the elders mm-hmm. in the Tarot community. I just wanted to kind of touch upon that a little bit. Well, it's a lot of it's just because we've been doing it for so long, you get put into that slot of being an elder just uh but I'm really what i do today is pretty much what i've been doing for the last 35 years it hasn't really evolved that much it was uh what i had a, a facility for when i really discovered the tarot and i continue to do a lot of the same work that i've always been doing but you know a lot of our listeners don't know what you've been doing well you know, I discovered tarot in graduate school um, in, uh, at the very interesting graduate school in San Francisco, the California Institute of Integral Studies. And believe it or not, they had workshops on the tarot. Um, I was a, study, a student of Jungian and Buddhist psychology. I took a weekend workshop and saw that tarot just seemed like such an obvious and perfect tool to work with east-west ideas and certainly Jungian archetypes and so it became my passion and I ended up writing my doctoral dissertation on the tarot. Wow, wow, you know, no wonder I connect with you so closely because I almost went to that school back then. I've been, you know, working with the tarot for 40 years but I think our ages are not too far apart and what, wasn't that a fabulous school and all the different programs? You had Anjali's Ariane, who I got to study with a little bit. And then, yeah. So, anyway, that's a whole nother topic. But really, so you're saying it hasn't changed that much. But at the same time, something's changed. No, well, and it's changed completely at the same time. Yeah. But it, uh, tarot is timeless. And so when you move into the zone of, of tarot, um, in a way, it feels like you've always been there. It's just what's happening in the present moment, and that is timeless. 
Well, you know, I consider you personally as a pioneer of tarot and psychology. And so what have you seen over the years since you've been doing this in terms of the impact of psychology and tarot and even maybe vice versa? Well, there's far more interest in the tarot uh, in the psychological community than is often revealed because uh, tarot still has, in the, in the mainstream, still has um, a lot of baggage and a lot of skepticism. But most therapists are naturally born tarot readers in that they already have half the training because they're adept at uh, working in relationships, communication, and they understand psychopathology, which is a very useful tool to have as a tarot reader. So many, many therapists, and I, I mostly teach therapists the tarot, um, they have done it kind of through the back door or privately they use it and they love it, but they don't necessarily talk about it in professional circles because it still carries a, a lot of the stigma uh, which tarot has created for itself largely because it's been too identified with the uh, what I call the uh, misappropriated gypsy garb. <laughs> Yeah, and that explains my history right there, because I, for the first 20 years, was more of a solitary practitioner, but once I started going back to school, went to, through graduate school, I couldn't help but approach the Tarot from that more psychological place, and that's ironically the same time people started asking me mm -hmm. to teach classes and to start um, providing sessions, and so from the moment I started working with the public, it was always psychological because I'm a psychotherapist, you know? One of, one of the balancing acts I've been doing is trying to explain psychology to the tarot community and tarot to the psychological community, mm -hmm. and, and, and sometimes I've alienated both. Um, but the, uh, the, th the way I see it is in the beginning of the 20th century, there, there were two major... Uh, cultural expressions that really set up what we call modern tarot. One was high magic, and that was a golden dawn with studying, you know, alchemy and astrology and Egyptian Egyptology and Enochian and all this sort of thing. But the other amazing explosion in the 20th century was the field of psychology, which is really uh, low magic and the ideas about personality and the unconscious and character and uh, psychopathology and things that, that psycholo psychologists are, have been interested in is very much a new science in the 20th century. And it, it really opened up a, a tremendous realm for uh, the metaphysical arts when we talk about psyche and the unconscious and the dream world. And um, so there's an, a natural affinity between tarot and psychology um, if you come to think of psychology as more coming out of the depth psychology dimension which really deals with symbols and deals with you know the archetypes um, there's a absolutely the tarot is, is very psychological tarot works with so many different systems um, is there anyone in particular that you is your go-to go in terms of incorporating uh, tarot? Like I, you work with Sandplay, so can you tell us a little bit about that? Sandplay is a, a Jungian-based technique that works with three-dimensional symbols, small miniature objects. You know, in the Sandplay collection, I have hundreds and hundreds of 
figurines of, of animals, people, religious figures, nature symbols, all kinds of symbols. You can almost think of the collection in a sand tray collection as a deck of tarot with myriad symbols. Okay. And the way a person does sand tray is they spontaneously select symbols without having a, a preformed idea of what they're making and they're told to uh, make a scene okay. in the box. And the person is just um, sits before like a deck of objects and s randomly selects them until they come together in some beautiful coherent scene. And then we sit down and, and ask them, okay, no, tell me about what you've created. Uh, we don't interpret. We mm -hmm. just look at, at the symbols and we look at the patterns of the relationship to each other. And very quickly and obviously, uh, the underlying or the uh, internal world of the of the subject becomes clearer and clearer to them. Mm -hmm. They didn't consciously intend to do anything, but all of a sudden the inner landscape of a person is revealed on a very direct and emotional level. And it's, it's really a powerful technique for adults, though some people think it's for children, but it's for, for adults. Now, tarot has the same effect, particularly when you do tarot from uh, what uh, Mary Greer has, has defined as the therapeutic method, which I often do, which allows a, a, a person to really project into the cards and to free associate with the cards and uses the reader as a, as a guide who really facilitates their own self-exploration of the cards. And invariably, the, the picture that's built, you know, the scene that is built, in a tarot reading, much like a sand tray uh, reading, um, is a dire directly connected with the inner self, and it's a fantastic mandala of, of what's going on in the person. And that's why I resonate with this so much myself, because um, my main mentor is Arnold Mendel mm -hmm. from Process Work Psychology, and he sort of picked up where Jung left off, which is the idea that not only is this dreaming a thing that happens in your sleep, but it's in your waking life, which is a very aboriginal idea. Many indigenous people also think of the dreaming as everything. We're all part of the dream. I'm an aspect of you. You're an aspect of me. And so the cards themselves represent all those aspects. And that's why I have to admit I love working with the Voyager because it is a collage deck, and it has all what you're just talking about, those little sand figurines, if you want to call it, the different symbols, the icons, the archetypes, whatever it is in the cards themselves and I work the same way so it doesn't matter what card shows up we're seeing that story maybe it's not you know I, I can't haul around how many figures rings do you have uh, several thousand exactly probably. I can't be hauling a thousand <laughs> or two I, I'm, I'm getting older here I can't be carrying that much but I can carry a deck of cards with collages <laughs> that's, that's the beauty of tarot tarot is portable yes. and um, now, in, in my deck that I created, the Tarot of the Nine Paths, it was actually created out of sand play figurines. And, uh, and it is a collage deck. One of the, what I, I love about the deck is it's cross-cultural. And that's the beauty of working with uh, symbols, a wide, a wide collection of symbols that they, they can blend, where you have things that are regularly don't fit with one another, all move together at different levels and different scales, which is uh, very similar to the dream world. 
It is so much so. That's what I love about you and your work is you can help people tap into the dream world without actually consciously alerting them. Right. And and you know you understand trance states, right? Sure. And of course, the moment a person shows up to do a reading, they're already relaxing into a trance. That's where it begins. Right. And then you bring the cards out, and it helps them unfold the less available information that's already residing within. Here's where the the Jungian piece comes in a lot for me because it's all um, synchronicity and. Um, Synchronicity is opened up with the oracles. It's opened up through the trance state, and just the process of shuffling the cards or even sitting down for a, a reading by an oracle really begins a trance, a light trance state. From the trance state, we shift the ego, shift the ego as the seat of consciousness, and we enter into a twilight realm between the unconscious and the ego where symbols kind of arise simultaneously and they all speak and make sense uh, even though from, from a normative sense they, they don't fit. They seem to belong to different categories. We have, we have wild animals and religious icons and modern figures and computers and things like that all mixed together. Well, okay, this has been quite a journey and quite an interesting conversation. I want to keep talking. Do we have to stop now? <laughs> well, you're the one that cuts it short all the time, but okay. So, um, once again, talking to Art Rosengarten. And for our listeners, please um, give us some information if they're interested in what you do, how they can contact you. Yes, you can contact me through my website, moonlightcounseling.com. Uh, you can find my, my book and my deck. My deck's called Tarot the Nine Paths uh, on Amazon. My book is called Tarot and Psychology, Spectrums of Possibility. And that is a classic, and I believe that book should be in pretty much everybody's library, as far as I'm concerned. Absolutely. I have it in li my library, don't worry. So, <laughs> All right. We hope you take full advantage of this because the whole world of Tarot is wide open for you. And what a great conversation. Thank you. Thank you so much. It was fun. Thank you again. Okay. Appreciate it. Thank you for spending time with us on Oracle Soup. We invite your comments and podcast suggestions on our Facebook page, also called Oracle Soup. And be sure to visit our website, oraclesoup.org, for hot new servings of our saucy talks. You can also subscribe to the Feed Burner or listen to our pantry of Oracle Soup archived recordings, along with articles and links to more resources. And be sure to visit our personal websites to receive more information about us and the things that we offer individually. For Katrina, visit tarotcounseling.org. And counseling is spelled C-O-U-N-S-E-L-I-N-G. Org, like in Oregon, O-R-G. And for Gina, visit tarotadvisor.com. And advisor is spelled A-D-V-I-S-O-R. This content 
and the content of these podcasts are intended only to provide a summary and general overview on matters of interest. It is not intended to be comprehensive, nor does it constitute legal advice or legal opinion. This content is intended, but not promised or guaranteed, to be current, complete, or up-to-date, and should in no way be taken as an indication of future results. You should seek legal or other professional advice before acting or relying on any of the content. And thanks again for listening to Oracle Soup. Y'all come back now.